Hi, welcome to the CFO Squared podcast, chats about financial and financing optimization. I'm Carl Baker. This podcast is all about business funding, success, and strategy. We're here to help you know how to finance your business. We will also talk about other financial issues impacting your business and ideas to help you succeed and advance your cause. Now let's get into the next episode. everybody. Carl Baker here with another edition of CFO Squared Chats about Financial and Financing Optimization. In this, uh, in our series of episodes, we are committed to talking to our listeners about financial issues, uh, financing issues, um, really talking to business owners, real estate investors. Uh, I have been talking a lot lately about business, uh, excuse me, real estate investing issues and how financing ties into that. Today, I'm going to talk about key ratios. And in the world of finance and accounting, uh, there are all kinds of metrics that are relevant that people pay attention to. Uh, We hear the term benchmarking all the time. And I've been working with clients for going on 30 years on various benchmarks. And I always say that uh, the, the question that are asked of accountants, CPAs, when it comes to benchmarking the, is how do we, how do we look compared to benchmarks? And that's an important question. It's good to understand that to uh, have a framework and a basis for interpreting data. But I also always caution that because usually benchmarks, um, depending on how much time you have, how detailed you go into um, the analysis, uh, many times you're comparing your data against averages. And so uh, if you're in line with benchmarks, that means you're average. So uh, then there is the concept of looking at quartiles, et cetera, and quadrants, not, not quadrants, but, but quartiles and where you stand versus other people. And again, all of that is good. But then I, again, in the concept of uh, a cautionary view of that, I tell people this is a good framework, but also let's look at our data compared to what we want to achieve. What, what do we want to do? Um, so that's my introductory comments, but I'm going to talk today about important benchmarks. Some of these are overlapping and uh, with general business, but I'm going to talk today about benchmarks relating to real estate. Um, and there are really three or four, four key benchmarks, metrics, ratios that I want to talk about. And some of them have different components, and we're going to break them down into the components to help you understand how to calculate these uh, metrics, these ratios. But there are really four key r- ratios that I want to talk about. And then I want to talk about why they matter. Uh, why are these important, both from your perspective, your perspective as an investor, as a purchaser, uh, as an owner of your own business, but also from the lender's perspective? Why, why does the lender care about these things? Because it's important for you to understand how the lender thinks. Uh, 
So the four metrics that I'm going to talk about today are uh, debt service coverage ratio, capitalization rate, loan to value, and investment rate of return. And so let's just get right into it. Debt service coverage ratio is the uh, the quotient of two two metrics: EBITDA, earnings before taxes, uh, depreciation, and amortization, uh, or sometimes just funds available for debt service, divided by uh, debt service. So, net what 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 do those means? Um, funds available for debt service divided by debt service is is equal to debt service coverage ratio. So let's break that down. What is EBITDA? Uh, EBITDA is essentially your cash flow profit. Um, uh, again, we're going to talk about that in um, a synonymous context with funds available for debt service. So EBITDA is your cash flow profit, revenues minus your cash operating expenses. So that would be rents minus things like repairs, non-capital repairs, minus insurance, minus taxes, um, minus management company expenses. Those are a few things that come to mind. So that would be your cash flow profit. It does exclude depreciation. If you're uh, if you're familiar with what depreciation is for accounting purposes or for tax purposes, depreciation is a way for you to deduct the cost of a real estate uh, purchase over the life of the real estate, generally 27 to 30 years. So that will end up on your tax return being a cost on a deduction on your tax return, for example. But uh, for purposes of calculating this cash flow profit, it will be excluded. Again, for purposes of this cash flow profit, profit, we also exclude interest, and you'll understand why if I uh, explain it properly. Uh, so we'll exclude the interest cost, uh, that your cost of money in, in borrowing uh, for calculating this cash flow profit, this EBITDA. So that's a number. Uh, that that is what's called EBITDA, earnings before taxes, depreciation, amortization. Uh, a synonym for that is funds available for debt service. It's generally the same thing. Sometimes in um, in financing instruments, financial instruments, it, depending on how negotiations go with a lender, uh, sometimes funds available for debt service will also in, include capital investment. So as you're doing major investment on a property, that might be included in that as well as a further reduction because that's a, a capital a cost outflow, cash outflow. So anyway, those those two numbers, uh, EBITDA, funds avail available for debt service, are the numerator in the uh, quotient of, of funds av available for debt service divided by debt service. So what is the uh, denominator. The denominator is debt service. Uh, that number is very simply your mortgage payment, excluding escrow. It's your principal and interest payment. And so if, if we put the two together, your cash flow profit divided by debt service equals a ratio uh, that, is, that is called debt service cash, cash um, excuse me, debt service coverage ratio. Uh, Essentially, that is your 
what is that measuring? I've, I've just been talking very mathy there. What is that measuring? It's measuring your ability to pay for your debt service, measuring your ability to, to, to make your, your debt payments. If your funds available for debt service is less than your debt service, then one could conclude that you're not going to be able to make your debt payments uh, unless you have high amounts of cash reserves. Um, and frankly, lenders usually don't want you to have to rely on that. They want the cash flow from the investment property to be able to fund the debt service. So that's essentially what debt service coverage ratio is, and we'll talk about that a little more in the in the why this matters section. But I hope that hope you're starting to understand what debt service coverage ratio is. The next ratio is loan to value, and this is the amount of a of a loan that a lender is willing to lend against the agreed upon value. Uh, whether it's a conservative value, a liquidation value, a market value et cetera, uh, or even an after refurbishment value in, in the case of a, a construction project or a fix and flip. It's, it's, it's how much of uh, the purchase price or the, uh, the after refurbishment value, how much of that is the lender going to finance for you and how much, therefore, the opposite is how much of that is um, needed in a down payment. So that's a very important ratio to understand, loan to value. Sometimes that's 50%, sometimes it's 70%, sometimes it's 90%, and sometimes it's 100%. But just understanding that uh, calculation. The next, cal the next ratio is capitalization rate. Uh, and essentially, this is a, uh, a measure in which we're, we're, we're measuring the return generated on an investment. Um, and it is rental income, your annual rental income divided by, depending on when you do this, but it, it's divided by your current cost basis or the current market value. So it's just a way to, um, to measure the, whether the rent is high enough for the capital investment. Are the cash flows really worth the, the capital investment necessary to purchase a property? So that's a capitalization rate. And anytime uh, people are talking about appraisals, anytime people are talking about um, uh, evaluating the value of a property, uh, that capitalization rate is going to come into play because it, it just helps us understand what, what's the return on money. Uh, the next ratio is similar to that, but it's a little bit different. Uh, it's a little deeper. Uh, it's the in investment rate of return, IRR. And that's essentially very similar to the capitalization rate, but I'll define it this way. It's your total profit divided by your total cash outlay. Um, and I look at it in a couple different ways. If you're buying a property, uh, what is your what is your total profit on an annual basis or at the end of a project after you've sold the the property for a gain that gain plus cash flows uh, divided by the the initial cost basis that's a, a very simple way to do it uh, 
If you bought a property for a hundred thousand and you get uh, net profits after paying all costs of two thousand dollars a year, uh, that internal rate, that investment rate of return would be two percent, two thousand divided by a hundred thousand. If at the end of the third year you sell it, sell your hundred thousand dollar property for $150,000, then you've just made a $50,000 uh, investment rate of return in, in that year. And then you could look at it on a three-year basis by factoring in all of the annual cash flows, et cetera. But just a very simple uh, way to look at that is, is really what I'm wanting you to understand. I also then will break that down uh, between total cost and cash on cash uh, profit. Because in that example, the $100,000, you may only put $20,000 into it in a down payment and finance the rest of it. So uh, it's important to understand what is your profit compared to what your actual cash outflow was, not the total cash outflow to the seller, but what, what is your investment dollars in the in the in the project and what's the profit on that. That's what I would call a cash on cash return. So that's a very quick summary of all of the ratios that I wanted to talk about. Again, let's, let's circle back to why do these matter? Why do they matter to you? And why do they matter to the lender? The lender, I guarantee you, is paying attention to all of these ratios. Uh, they're paying attention to these to understand whether let's just walk through these from a lender's perspective and then do the same thing from, from your perspective for the debt service coverage ratio. The lender is looking at that to determine, is there enough cash flow there to fund the debt service and how much, how much debt can we offer such that we have a debt service coverage ratio that is that makes us comfortable. If we need a 1.25 debt service coverage ratio, how much debt can we give in order to um, to make that ratio? And then are we willing to offer that much debt? Is there enough of a, a deal there to make that happen? And then uh, depending on how flexible the lender is, they're going to price a project that has a debt service coverage ratio of 1.1 differently than a project that has a debt service coverage ratio of 1.8. The 1.8 means there's a lot more room there. And so they'll feel better about that and probably offer more favorable pricing. So they're going to understand, they're going to look at it from that perspective. Again, loan to value from a lender's perspective they're going to want to understand what sort of risk they are taking um, and, and determine from that how much, uh, how much are they going to loan against the, the purchase price. They want to, under, they want to know um, whether there's room there in case there is a default and they have to, to take the, the property back and sell it. They're probably going to need to sell it at a, uh, at a hurried value and they just want to make sure there's enough room there to uh, to cover their outstanding money or they want to at least understand that from perspective of the the type of risk they as a lender are willing to take 
So that's a, a quick comment on loan to value. Capitalization rate and investment rate of return from a lender's perspective, I'm going to say is very similar to my comments on the debt service coverage ratio. They're really using those rates, the IRR and the cap rate, to understand whether they think it's a good deal uh, and whether they want to help a borrower um, execute on that good deal. So let's talk very quickly then, why do these four ratios matter to you? Um, And they're similar, but perhaps uh, from a little different perspective, the debt service coverage ratio, again, it's helping you understand your ability to service that debt, to pay that debt, and how comfortable are you with that. And and the the more there is, uh, the, the higher that ratio is, the better you're going to feel about the uh, the project in terms of uh, cash that will remain in your pocket, et cetera. From a cap rate perspective, again, you know various various measures. If if the cap rate is five percent, um, somebody somebody might say, well, that's not a very good uh, cap rate. If your if your annual rents are five thousand dollars on a hundred thousand dollar project, well. You know that that five percent cap rate. Somebody might say, "Well, that's not that great of a, a cap rate." If it's fifteen thousand dollars, if the annual rents are fifteen thousand dollars as front for a hundred thousand dollar project, now we have a fifteen percent cap rate, and you go, "Okay, well, you know, I'm getting a fifteen percent return on my uh, on my money in terms of total rents." So that's a, a better number. Loan to value. Um, I, as a as a borrower, as a investor, I want to understand that from the perspective of how much am I going to have to put into the project myself, because that will determine one uh, whether I have the cash to make that payment, uh, to make that um, uh, investment on a uh, on a down payment perspective. Am I going to get a rate of return on that down payment? And is that rate of return acceptable to me? So understanding that, uh, do I, I may have said this already, but do I even have that much cash uh, available? And if not, what do I need to do then? Or if so, do I want to put it into this project? And that is a good segue into uh, the investment rate of return. If I'm putting this much money into the project, is that uh, rate of return enough to make me satisfied? Is that profit uh, against the norms, against my own expectations um, enough? Or are, do I have alternatives for use of that money? Are there other ways I can use the money to get a better return? And so that's very quickly how to step through one, an understanding of the ratios to a, uh, an understanding of how lenders look at those ratios, because I do believe that it's important for borrowers to understand how lenders think. The better prepared you are in understanding how lenders think, the better you'll be in, um, in making the case to that lender. And, and just understanding what their expectations are, it, it will make you a better educated borrower. Um, and, uh, and then just understanding, uh, those ratios in terms of your own investment portfolio and whether you're making the most effective use of your money. Uh, 
And, you know, as, as I talk to borrowers on a daily basis, and as I talk to lenders on a daily basis, as the initial story of a, of a deal comes up, these things are the things that are talked about. How much is, how much does the borrower want? Um, and then they'll start to, everybody will start to back into what a debt service coverage ratio will look like. What sort of loan to value expectation does the borrower have compared to what the lender's norms are in their, in their appetite? What sort of rate of return is it? Does it seem to be a good deal for the borrower? If it's a good deal for the borrower, it's a good deal for the lender potentially. And um, you know, one of the, one of the things that a lender does besides stay in their lane and evaluate what their lending appetite is, besides that, they also uh, are there to protect borrowers from sometimes their own bad ideas. And, uh, and I talk to borrowers about that and I talk to lenders about that. If the lender doesn't feel like it's a good deal for the borrower, they have to stand their ground and say, you know what, I'm going to pass on this because of these ratios. The debt service coverage ratio is not there. The cap rate isn't there. The investment rate of return isn't there. And certainly there are, there are other factors that may be involved, location or um, industry or use of the building or type of building, all those things. But in terms of ratios, the lender is going to look at those ratios. And if they don't think it's a good deal for the borrower, it's, it's sort of their job uh, to help the borrower see that it's really not a, not a good deal. Um, and we're not able to put our money into this and have, have our money being, being chasing, chasing after bad ideas. So that's, that's important to understand. And, and, evaluating these ratios, understanding these ratios, how they're calculated, how they're used in the interpretation of the deal, I think is important uh, because it will come up in, um, uh, in the initial assessment and throughout the assessment, throughout the investment as, uh, as the project evolves, assuming a, a purchase is made and an investment is made, et cetera. So that's it. Um, I hope that is a good uh, understanding. I, I, I mean, I hope that was a good summary so that you can understand that. And uh, especially if you're a beginning investor, understanding those ratios is important. And um, that's all for today. Until next time, signing off. We appreciate you listening today. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. This concludes the latest episode of CFO Squared Chats about financial and financing optimization with Carl Baker. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Leave us some notes or comments or questions by reaching out to us via email or phone number. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we would be glad to try to answer questions, take your notes, questions, and comments into consideration for future episodes. Until next time, signing off. Thanks again. Bye-bye.